0: You're listening to the Back Row Jet Show, part of the Back Row Network.
1: Darnold
0: touchdown. The Beautiful
1: touch so throw weird. by Darnold. Donald trying to extend his drive, throws off his back foot, off balance, and he somehow finds Crowder. He's a deflected, picked he'll take in, it's a Jones has it taken away by
0: Jamal Adams, and he is in for a catch, touchdown. Reverses
1: all over the place, and the catch is made by Anderson. Now your hosts, Tom Tuttle and John Eddy Jr., Welcome to the Back Row Jet show. I am Tom Tuttle, along with my co-host of Fantasy Fuel, John Eddie Jr. Today, John, we're going to be talking about the Jets' wins from last year. And we're going to see how Sam Darnold performed for them wins. And maybe compare them to what we think he'll, and how he think, how we think he'll perform this next year coming up. Um, do you... Have anything off the top before we get into these weeks that the Jets won last year? I can't think of anything. I just
0: know that I, once we dive into some of these statistics, we're Mm going to get a little more excited for what we think will happen. Because if he can pull (laughs) some of these wins off with what he had to work
1: with last year, it's going to be a little easier this year. Yeah, I I agree with you on a lot of it because, well, we'll just get into week six, which is the first Jets win against the Cowboys, which was extremely exciting. I I was actually (laughs) watching it on my phone at the time because I was doing flooring up in my uh, upstairs uh, little hallway area, and I was putting it down, watching the game. I was, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I should do flooring every week (laughs) because we we were crushing them at one point. Now the Cowboys did come back to make it look a little bit more Like it was a game, but it really wasn't a game. We pretty much took it to him that whole time. Uh, Sam Darnold went uh, 23 for 32, 338 yards, two touchdowns. And he had a passer rating of 113.8. And that is career. One of his career best. Uh, He had 10.6 yards per attempt and 9.6 net yards per attempt. Um, And I, he looked really good. He was, extremely balanced out there. He looked, everything looked great with that entire performance. That was his first game back from mono. So we said, Oh my gosh, this is what we're going to get every week. Oh yes. And it was, it was uplifting to see something like that for, not just for him, but for the franchise, because now we're sitting there thinking, wow, even though we may have won more games with Sanchez, this actually looks like what we want out of our quarterback. Now, this game was Donald's third career performance that was over 100 plus passer rating in 9 uh, plus yards per attempt and two plus passing touchdowns on at least 30 attempts. He joined Tony Romo, Patrick Mahomes and Kurt Warner as the only quarterbacks to do that three times within their first 16 career starts. So that to me is saying a lot. Of stuff. I mean the guy has the talent to get where we want to go. We just got to put everything else around him, and we've kind of already started with that.
0: Yeah, it was a great game for me, obviously, because <laughs> partially I am an Eagles fan on the side of this show. So when the Jets could beat the Cowboys, that was even sweeter. Mm-hmm. We'd been talking up to that point. The Cowboys had won you know, games against garbage teams, and they lost against the good teams. The Jets were 0-4 up to that point, and Darnold had missed all the games, and we didn't know what to expect. And his first game back, we were like, hey, is this what we can expect out of him the rest of the season? So, yeah, like you said, it was very uplifting. Uh, The running game in that particular game wasn't the greatest, so Mm -hmm. he had to take the game onto his shoulders, and and he did just that. Uh, The only difference, basically, between... That game and the games that will be this year is no Robbie Anderson. But we have extra. We have Perriman now and Denzel Mm -hmm. Mims now. So I think, again, even though you beat the Cowboys last year, if they were to play that game again with this year's teams, I, I think it would turn out much the same.
1: I would at least hope so. I know mean, the Cowboys have definitely done a lot of good things this next year, but if if their team was exactly the same as what it was last year and our team is what we have now, I think we'd win the game. I mean, I, to me, Perryman and Mims together are better than Robbie Anderson. So I, that's just where I'm at. I mean, you have a really two good guys that I'm still kind of on the fence with Perryman. I don't know exactly what I'm going to get with him because right. – he had what five really good games last year, but other than that, the rest of his career has been just terrible or at least almost inexistent. So, it's I want to see what he has to offer, but it's a good, it's a good at least uh, what's the word for it? It's a good chance to take on somebody like Perryman. Well, we got Mims where I think he can at least take most of the role that Robbie Anderson left and and maybe improve upon it. So, I'm good with that. All right, so let's go to Week 10 where they played the Giants, and we obviously won because that's what we're doing, doing the games that the Jets won last year. So only seven games, but maybe next year if we do this, it's going to be 10 games. We'll see. But Week 10 against the Giants, obviously the Giants weren't that good. But Darnold posted his third-best quarterback rating of Week 10 of uh, 86.5, um, trailing only Dak Prescott and Lamar Jackson for that week. So again, he's doing better than a lot of the other guys when they're getting the wins. He was this is this one's this one's huge to me. He was under pressure. Forty eight point five percent of his dropbacks. That was the third highest of the week, and yet he was still able to do a really have a really good performance. He was really to roll out, you know, step back and step up into the pocket and do all the things he needs to do to create better angles to deliver the ball. So he had. An option to see the receivers open a little more and throw the ball downfield. Do what you have to do. I mean, he even ran for a touchdown. He had, and he had a, a twenty four yard uh, scramble. Right, <laughs> that that was really nice to see out of a quarterback. I mean, that's pretty much everything you want out of a quarterback: the ability to step up in the pocket, to scramble out and scramble for yardage. You know. Take all the reads and see what you got. I mean, I, th- I thought the performance was even better than what his passer rating said because um, I know that the Giants defense wasn't superb, but again, 48.5% of his dropbacks, he was under pressure. That's really difficult to get a win when you're pressured all the time. And we didn't just win that game, but we really won that game. Yeah, there was another one of those where you had to take a, a certain approach to how
0: the game was won. And you were uplifted, again, because you saw how well Darnold performed under pressure and still came out without making any mistakes, you know, throughout the game. And again, the running game was not that good. They had two touchdowns on the ground, one from Darnold, one from Bell. But overall average, they just weren't getting it done. So it was a matter of. They weren't making mistakes, and uh, Daniel Jones on the other side of that ball had a really good game, 300 yards and four (laughs) touchdowns, and somehow they they were even worse on the ground. So uh, (laughs) apparently you just needed to be somewhat even possibly close to under the league average by a little bit to have a good running game in that one.
1: Yeah, that is the game that uh, Adams – stole the ball right out of his hands and took it in for a touchdown. I mean, that to me was the steal of the deal. Like, right. okay, you guys ain't going to beat us this game. We got this one. But um, week 10 we won. Week 11 we played the Redskins and we won. So let's get into that one as well where Darnold threw a really terrible interception. Basically, I think it was, was it the first pass. I don't know, it was something terrible. But then he was really sharp after yes. that. And uh, I don't remember if that was the game where he threw that interception right away or not, but that's the one that's clicking in my head. But he was actually pretty sharp uh, other than that one throw. The Redskins' defense is just horrible. I mean, it it, it can't get much worse than what they were last year, and especially against the Jets. I mean, they gave us some wide open lanes for Darnold to throw. But guess what? He took advantage of that. So. To me, a good quarterback takes advantage of the things that he's given. And he's not somebody that's trying to push it into certain areas. Maybe later on this season he did. We'll get into that. But uh, his his accuracy could not have been better on on that week against the Redskins. And he had four touchdown throws, which is extremely awesome, especially if you're playing fantasy football like we talk about on Fantasy Fuel many, many times. Um, And he had a lot of tough angles that he did try to, you know, put some – passes in there and he he was successful with them so despite the fact that the Redskins defense was absolutely terrible I think he had a really good performance in this game as well oh for
0: sure and before I give my little input on this game let's just talk about the first three wins for the Jets Were Mm -hmm. the Cowboys, the Giants, and the Redskins? (laughs) We don't need to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles game. We watched that one together, and that we did.
1: That was unfortunate. It was Uh, very
0: unfortunate. Uh,
1: But as
0: far as Sam Darnold goes, again another amazing game, and he had what, in my opinion, was uh, fantasy-wise, a tight end that actually probably got people to the playoffs and one in fantasy football Ryan Griffin I think this was the first game we were like oh he Hmm. does like throwing to the tight end we actually have one sitting right here that's decent and Ryan Griffin went on to have multiple good weeks in a row and that led to uh, a lot of Darnold's success in my opinion
1: yeah and to go more on this game and Darnold joined Joe Namath as the only Jets quarterback to throw four touchdowns in a game before turning 23 years hey. old, so that's that's saying something. I mean, Joe Namath did it in uh, Week 11 as well, so that's kind of cool. That was way back in 1965, though, so I mean, whatever. That's that's still that's pretty good for Namath. I'd say that. I mean, when you're, you're not, it's not a passing league back then, right? So he's doing that back then. I like that. Darnold did it again, and also let's go on. Can, let's just stay on this game for a little bit because okay. the this game marked. The fourth, I got to read this correctly because this (laughs) is from a different website. I don't remember what website it came from, but this game marked the fourth of Darnold's career in which he averaged over nine yards per attempt on a last on on at least thirty passes. Okay, that's that's the most ever by a quarterback before turning twenty-three. So remember, this guy's still young, all right. But even before turning twenty-four, the other quarterbacks with as many performances. in in that realm was Dan Marino, Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff, Deshaun Watson, and Patrick Mahomes. We are putting him in a pretty good company other than maybe Jared Goff. I mean, he had some good games. But um, that to me tells you this guy has what it takes. Give him more weapons. Give him a better offensive line, Mm -hmm. and we can have a better year, not just maybe this year, but throughout the entire career of Sam Darnold let's see what happens but that these are really promising things that we have out of a quarterback that we think should be our franchise quarterback
0: yeah it's it's insane to think about I mentioned it last week or the week before Sam Darnold's younger than Joe Burrow so <laughs> You're right, he's already yeah. got two almost two full years of NFL experience and mm-hmm. he is just now getting the He's weapons still, that he should have around him to be successful. And and it's not even the elite options. We don't know. Denzel Mims could turn into elite. Rashad Perryman could be one of the elite deep threats. I'm not going to call him elite wide receiver. He could yeah, be an elite yeah, yeah, yeah. deep threat not saying anything right at the moment we, we were hoping we're hoping <laughs> we don't have i to go did there. take Fine. rashad perriman in that mock draft that we talked about on fantasy fuel <laughs> i do have him and mims so i don't know if maybe the show is clouding my judgment but i should have one of the better wide receivers on the jets for at least the next couple of years
1: yeah yeah all right let's go on to week 12 where we uh we took it to the raiders <laughs> took um, it to them yeah, he completed 20 of his 29 passes for 315 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, and he had another rushing touchdown on a read option, which I absolutely love the, the read option right now in the league. It's it's actually taken over a lot of teams, and I really like to see this. Yes. Um, he also had a passer rating of 127.8, becoming the youngest quarterback to post and 200, 200, 290-plus yards and a 120-plus pass rating in back-to-back games, as well as the only quarterback to do that three times before 20, turning 23 <laughs> again. He is young, and he's already doing these things for us. He's basically a rookie with NFL experience. Let's remember that, please. This really, to me, is it's better having somebody this is why i like the when the jets picked him you liked it more than i did honestly i (laughs) I was expecting i don't remember who i wanted back then but i was like okay Tim Donald, that's fine no big deal and you were like this is the guy i wanted them to draft yep and i was like okay you're getting (laughs) excited (laughs) man (laughs) so yeah i was really happy with this because he is really young he's got nfl experience none of these other guys that are older than him as rookies Have the NFL experience yet, but he does. So I'm I'm really superbly happy with where he's at right now. And if you don't have anything else, we can go on the week 14 if you want to. But if you got something, we can talk about that. Nope, go on. This was a terrible game for the Raiders. (laughs) Yeah, that was the Raiders got destroyed. Um, week 14. We played the Dolphins. This was a really close game. And now this is the week where Darnold wasn't extremely sharp, but Robbie Anderson caught seven of eleven targets for 116 yards, and he uh, he had a, I think he had a, yeah, twenty, a twenty-six yard touchdown, and he had six first downs. So that's that's a lot of first downs if you really want to think about it. But who was throwing him the ball? You better believe it. It was Sam Darnold. Now he didn't have a great game, like I said, but sometimes you have to win these games where you're not exactly sharp, and you have a guy like Robbie Anderson is. He's a talented guy. I'm not saying he's not. We don't have any more, but we can still do that with Denzel Mims. We can still do that with Perryman. We can still do that with Crowder. These are guys that. All three are at least, I'm going to say, I don't know anything. The other two are wild cards. Mims and, and uh, Perryman are wild cards, but I believe they have the potential to be above average or even a, a more than above average. That's why they're wild cards. To me, Crowder is above average and that's probably where he's going to stay. I don't see him going lower than that. I don't see him getting any higher than that, but the other two are wild cards. They could drop below that. They could go away and exceed a, 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 more than that. But, I want to see what happens this year because I'm getting really, really exciting. <laughs> I mean, th- uh, to look at what we've seen out of Sam Donald in these first few games of these of this season that he won. Again, a lot of people are they're going to say, "Well, you're picking the games that they won." Of course, he's going to have good games. Yeah, he struggled in some of these other games. We don't even have to mention the one against the Patriots, like we did a couple weeks ago. But right. he saw ghosts. I mean, he's still learning, but he's yeah. I, The one thing I want to stress the most, and I think I already have, he is still really, really young. So let's not panic on this guy. Give him another three years because he is still considered to be a rookie in my eyes with NFL experience. All right, let's go on to week 16 unless you want to talk about something about week 14. I
0: I just was noticing that it was basically a two-man show uh, in order for them to pull this one out, Um, obviously Mm -hmm. besides Darnold. Uh, Robbie Anderson was the only receiver to really have a huge impact. And then Bilal Powell actually came out. Uh, Lev Bell didn't play this week, and he Mm -hmm. had 74 yards on the ground, which was better than they had been doing on the ground because of that terrible (laughs) offensive line. So when you can get 74 yards out of Bilal Powell, it also helps you win close
1: games. Yeah, I can't argue with that at all. All right, week 16 against the Steelers. Now, this one we're going to have to uh, maybe talk a little bit about Sam Darnold not doing <laughs> so well, but we still won the game. So, let's go with that first of all. Okay. We won the game. Uh, but Darnold wasn't great. He misfired on a lot of you know simple underneath throws even. It, it looked kind of bad. And I was like, man, how are, we, how are we even coming close to win this game? Because he just didn't look good. But – uh, he did take some really risky shots too. It's just like, what are you, what are you trying to do? My, my theory is, it's just trying to make something right now. I think he's trying to see and test his arm. So let's let's see what happens with it. Maybe that's what he was thinking. Let's see what happens if I try to make this throw, and maybe I'll learn from it. Whether or not I can make that throw. He couldn't. So maybe now he's got to step back a little bit. But I do want to say a little bit about our defense in this game because it was really good, particularly Jamal Adams and Marcus May. Yes. So, again, if this begs, this begs me to say we need these guys. We need both of these guys to win games. Now, when Donald isn't sharp and things aren't going right, we need Adams and May. Again, maybe Donald was trying to test his abilities and maybe he was just you know seeing what's going to happen. I don't know. I, I haven't had the conversation with him, yeah. but I, I have this feeling he's it's the end of the year, we're out of the playoffs and, and it goes into the next week as well when we're playing the Dolphins or the Bills, I'm sorry. When we play the Bills, he was a little off. So it makes it kind of stands up to what I'm saying. He was probably saying, We're out of the playoffs. I've probably been given permission to make something happen, say <laughs> something. But but we still won these games. So that's what's important.
0: Yeah, and against the Steelers, they were not yeah. the regular Steelers last year. They actually had two different quarterbacks in this game attempt 17 or more passes in Mason Ruval and Devlin Hodges, <laughs> and neither one of them were any good. Uh, Hodges threw two interceptions, and then you look at the run game. Uh, James Connerly had six carries, and then after that it was Kareth White, Benny Snell, Jalen <laughs> Samuels. There was nothing much going on in there. Uh, And then just to kind of top off the Sam Darnold not great game stats, Mm -hmm. he had three fumbles in this game. He only lost one, but he did fumble three times. I don't remember specifically if they were, you know, missed snaps or if they were, you know, uh, batted out of his hand or anything like that. But this was one of those where the defense definitely bailed him out. May had an interception. Uh, Basham had an interception. And there was multiple pass deflections, so uh, they were doing what they needed to. Jamal Adams was getting tackles for losses, and that's what you're supposed to do against a not so good Steelers team last year.
1: Yep, absolutely. And that's that's the teamwork that we need to have, and that's why I want to keep uh, Marcus May and Jamal Adams, if we can. Yeah. I know sometimes we can't, and we got to go in a different direction, but. I think it's almost worth the, the cost at this point because they're both supremely talented. Adams is uh, like ridiculously talented. Marcus May is better than most, I would say. So I really want to see these two guys back. And if we still have rookies coming through and and participating in the team, let's do that. Let's get them involved. But still like to keep both of them guys, but we can move on to week 17. Okay. Again, there's not a lot to say here against the bills. I mean, we beat the bills, Yay. But the Bills had nothing to play for. Right. They had Matt They Markley weren't even at trying. <laughs> so it was another game. Again, like I said, Darnold wasn't sharp. So I have to believe he was testing his accuracy in, in all of his abilities to fit balls and tight windows and whatnot. So I'm just gonna roll that off as that he had a bad game because he was experimenting. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe a bad game because <laughs> the Bills were still better than we were at least defensively compared to our offense. And again, he's running around for his life back there because he doesn't have an offensive line that could do anything for him last year. So that's kind of what happened week 17. We won. We probably wouldn't have, if the bills would have played their best players, but week one, we got close to beating the bills. So
0: that may, who knows? Who knows? Uh, but yeah, it was, Just looking at the overall stats, it's not like Darnold was bad throwing the ball. He was, what, right around 65% completion, which isn't terrible. Yeah, it's not terrible. But he just wasn't getting the yardage. It was a Crowder game, 8 for 66. Mm -hmm. That's the big one. And when you have your best receiver getting less than 10 yards per catch, yep. then you yep. know the offense isn't moving the ball that well. So
1: That's also saying the offensive line is letting people in a yes. lot quicker than they should because you don't have time. You're just quickly getting rid of it because it's less than 10 yards, so you know that's what's going on. Offensive line was terrible. It really was. The whole year, even the wins that we had, and Darnold looked good. Like, that, like I said, that one week, was it against the Cowboys? I don't remember. I have to scroll back up to see my notes, but he was he was scrambling around for his life but he had a great game. Right. So that is that's basically what I'm talking about with Sam Darnold. And in conclusion for 2020, I I want to I want to see what happens here because we have a better offensive line, we have arguably better wide receivers, arguably. I am not going to go there quite yet. We still got Adams, we still got May, and hopefully our inside linebackers can stay healthy and we have that there for the defense as well. All of these things add up to what we could see a really, really successful season for Sam Darnold. I know our schedule is a lot more difficult than it was last year. Don't get me started, and I still think we can still have a better season than we did last year. Better offensive line means we have he has more time to make decisions and a, and a better running game. we are open up the passing game as well, so that's always something good. Hopefully a better wide receiver group. Uh, which will op- open up the receiver's abilities more, better route running and catching ability and all that. We'll see about that. I don't know yet. Um, and even a better defense. If we have the inside linebackers that are actually healthy and we can actually do something with Mosley and all of them people, that's more reasons to take a more conservative approach, like when we had Sanchez and our defense was spectacular. Right, We still won games because Sanchez didn't have to make something happen. So if we aren't down by a million points and we want to – uh, we don't have to throw the ball a million times because Sam Darnold's trying to make something happen, then he's going to have a better game. Great defenses do really make the offense that much better. And I think if our defense takes a step up and our offense takes a step up, we can have a really successful season, a lot better than what people are giving us. Cause right now they still think we're going to go five and 11 or whatever it is yeah. that they predicted us to do. Yeah. I, in one of the
0: chat groups that I'm in, I don't remember who said it, but, uh, somebody had mentioned college teams and they were playing cupcake teams. And somebody didn't know what that term meant, cupcake <laughs> teams. And I was like, okay, uh-huh. I could see why somebody might not have heard that before. But yeah. then somebody else explained it to it. Oh, you know, like when you play the Redskins or the Jets. And I was like, hey, hey, yeah. uh, you can't call the Jets a cupcake team. When they pulled off a string of wins at the end of the year and Sam Darnold played like a good quarterback for more than half of the games that he started, that's not a cupcake. Seven and nine is not a cupcake team, and they had one of the worst offensive lines, and they did not have a consistent running game, and they did not have an elite wide receiver to take the, the safety off and leave everybody else in man coverage. And guess what? They also didn't have running backs that could help with that bad offensive line. This year, with Frank Gore, I believe yeah. there's going to be even better chances to give Sam Darnold more time to make mm-hmm. better decisions because he does make good decisions for the most part, except for that Patriots game. We <laughs> <Ed> won't talk <laughs> about other that. Times. There. There's <laughs> other times. Yes, but just the fact that they got players in positions that do what they do Specifically, and are good at pass protection. Are good at pass blocking in the backfield, opening up the field more for more options. Not just Robbie Anderson and Jamison Crowder. Because if it wasn't a Robbie Anderson game, it was a Jamison Crowder game. It wasn't a Jamison Crowder game. It was. A, it was that was it. And then there was the few <laughs> splashes in of Ryan Griffin. And, and yeah. this year it feels like he's going to have more time to make throws to guys who are actually open not just oh crap I gotta get rid of the ball I know this is where my number one guy is gonna be so I throw it in that direction like that shouldn't happen as often this year who knows it it'll probably still happen from time to time these guys Uh, are a new group of guys and they've never played together so once they get that you know hashed out Maybe by, you know, week four, week five, they'll start to gel and they'll all be working their assignments to what they need to be. Just like when you tell a defense, stay in your lane, keep on your assignment, stay in this part of the field. When you stray from that part and you stray from your assignment, bad things happen. So we're trying (laughs) to eliminate those bad things this year.
1: You know, I just want to touch on something before we close this out. We're talking about the improvements that we had from last year to this year, and offensive linemen obviously is the biggest one that we've improved, which is the one we had to improve the most. But uh, I think Becton said, and these are the type of guys we're having that we drafted anyway. We would had it with, uh, I can't remember, the, the outside uh, the edge rusher. I'm mean, I'm trying to think of his name, and I'm thinking Jakai Polite, and I'm like, that's not the right guy. <laughs> Jakai Polite is not it. No, he's not it. But both of these guys, and i um, Becton said it as well. He wants to be, and he sees himself later on being the best line lineman in the game. That's what he's striving to be. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I, on the other guy said he was a steal of the draft. Absolutely. you will know, be that guy. Come out there and strive for something. In, in the past, it feels like, well, okay, yeah, I can do this. No, no, be the best you can be. And that's what I'm seeing in a lot of these guys that Joe Douglas has drafted. Again, I, I think Joe Douglas has done a great job. He made the offensive line extremely better without breaking the bank. And wide receivers, well, it's a toss-up, but we lost Robbie Anderson. We gained a good young rookie that everybody thinks is going to be good. And Perryman's a complete wild card. We'll (laughs) see what happens with him. But unless you got anything else, I think that's about it for the back row jet show.